Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog Podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. And I'm not happy. Your beloved cowboys, I'm guessing. Yeah, so this is being recorded November 5th, 2018. And before we jump into the marriage portion of the podcast, I just have to get some things off my chest about the Dallas Cowboys. Lay it on us. Until they fire that coach, Jason Garrett who I think is a great guy, not a good football coach. I think I'm not going to watch any more games. How does that make you feel? I think I've heard you say that about many different situations <laughs> in the past. Listen, I swear off the Cowboys every now and then, but tonight I've never felt like I have tonight with the Cowboys, like that I just didn't want to watch them anymore, that I wanted to hear what people were going to say after the game because I thought, it, it, you know, I want to hear the complaining because I agree now. I don't have a optimistic per- perspective. I'm, uh, you know, you know. They used to say so. When I do funerals from time to time in um, in Olney, there were there were ladies at our church back in the '70s. They were huge cowboy fans through the '60s and the '70s, namely in the '70s. And so they would they would joke. They would have this joke. They would say, "Now, when the Dallas Cow, when I die, I want the Dallas Cowboys to come be my pallbearers, so they can let me down one more time." <laughs> what they what they were saying is, they were saying the Cowboys let them down because the Cowboys would make it so far into the they'd make it so far into the playoffs, or they would make it to the Super Bowl and lose and let everybody down because they lost the Super Bowl. They can't even beat the three and four Tennessee Titans tonight. So I just want to say, from my heart to yours, you know, I'm hanging it up. You know, enough is enough. That was my sermon Sunday. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, enough is enough. I mean, I just, I've lost interest. You know, that's happened to me about a few things in my life where I've just lost interest. I'm done. Yeah. So, anyway, that frees up a lot more time. Now, I still like to watch football. I I love to watch the NFL. I'm just not going to be emotionally invested in a football team that's that bad anymore. Yeah. So, anyway, when they get a new coach and, and, you know, Hope shows up one of these days, I'll make you watch the games with me. (laughs) So, welcome to Nutty November on the Your Mom Has a Blog uh, podcast. And so, what we're trying to do is uh, help you get a... Deeper connection in your marriage. Yes. Over 30 days. So we're uh, doing a marathon podcast and we've got a lot of exciting things coming up. So what Melissa has in the works is an awesome giveaway. Tell them about the giveaway that's coming up. So do you guys remember whenever I was talking about this? (laughs) Back in May. A few months ago. About how for our 100th podcast, we're doing a huge giveaway. I mean, it's probably going to be one of the biggest giveaways you've ever seen. On any blog ever. On any blog ever. I mean, I have some amazing companies and businesses and individuals on board who are giving away some great, great stuff. And so what I'm going to be doing over the next few weeks is highlighting some of those companies and showing you some of their cool stuff as we count down to the big giveaway. So be looking for details on the giveaway 
coming up on my Facebook page. Make sure you're following the blog Facebook page. It's going to be great. Yep. So books, cash, um, coupons. I don't know. I don't even know what all there is. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's going to be a neat. And the way it works is it's not like this person wins a book, this person wins the cash, this person wins um, all my Dallas Cowboy shirts I'm going to give away. Um, <laughs> but it's like the person who wins wins all of it. It's one winner takes all. Woo! And let me just tell you, the timing is good because with this giveaway, you can take care of a lot of your Christmas shopping. Oh, sure. That's a good idea. Yeah, with this one giveaway. We should make sure we win it. <laughs> it's going to be really fun. I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to show you all what all is going to be in the prize package. All right. So that's coming up on the 100th episode. So this is episode 89. Yeah. So how do they enter? How, how, how will that work? All the details will be on the Facebook page. Does that mean you don't really know how they're going to enter yet? Um, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> All those details are on the Facebook page. You know, I don't page. have those details quite worked out, but I, I will figure it out. It's like a thing where you like and share and... I don't know. That kind of thing. I don't. You don't have any idea? No, not yet. What if they filled out a slip of paper and mailed it to you? <laughs> I should make you all write an essay. Yeah, everyone has to write an essay about their favorite... Um... Why Chad should keep watching the Dallas Cowboys. No, that's not it. <laughs> it's done. I'm done. All I want to do now is complain about the Cowboys. I used to be, I didn't like people that did that. But now that's what I am. I'm a detractor. You're a complainer. I'm a whiner. Yeah. Anyway, enough about them. Who cares about them? Man. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know you don't. So, anyway, I apologize for talking about that, wasting your time. Uh, but the Cowboys have wasted so much of mine, I'm just getting back. Uh, let's talk about tonight's topic. What do we got? Tonight we're going to talk about the idea of your spouse being your best friend. And oddly enough, this idea has caused some controversy through the years as people discuss this concept. There are a lot of people out there who say, my, my husband or my wife is not my best friend. I have a best friend, and they're not my best friend. And then there were people who said... Well, your husband or wife has to be your best friend, and you shouldn't have other friends. Then there were people who said, well, my wife's not my best friend because she's more than my best friend. Mm. And then he got a whole bunch of shares on Facebook because everybody loved that. (laughs) Mm. Well, I don't understand any of that, um, (laughs) to be honest with you. So what you're saying is there are people who have have argued that your wife shouldn't be your best friend? Yeah. That you should have another friend who's your best friend? Yeah. Then what is your wife? Your second best friend? I don't know. She's just your wife. Just your wife. I don't I don't understand that either. Now, I I so so what do you think about having friends? You know, we talked last night about being not being us against the world kind of, of a couple. Of course we should have friends and So the the concept that I would like for us to talk about tonight is the idea that your spouse should be your closest closest friend. friend. So you have, I think think a person should have lots of friends or as many as a person can have. Yeah. You can only have so many friends, you know. Right. And with me, the way it's always worked out in my life 
is I've had just, you know, I just kind of have maybe three or four really great friends at a time. That's about all I can handle. (laughs) So, you know, we heard a guy speak once. He said, you know, you had Jesus, then he had his three friends, Peter, James, and John. And then he had the, the other guys, which one of them was really rotten. But the rest of the disciples was kind of his extended group of friends. And then mm-hmm. you had the 500 that probably, you know, knew him pretty well. So you can have a lot of friends. But your spouse, you know, no one needs to know you better than your spouse. Right. Maybe your mom knows you better. But just that that should phase out, you know. Yeah. To where, because the sad thing would be is if your mom, you know, w- still knew more about you than your spouse. Yeah. You know, or you would like confide in your mom instead of your spouse or your dad instead of your spouse or however, you know, however it might work. So <laughs> they're, they're, or your, be, or your old best friend, you're calling them up. You're not going to believe what this lady did. I married. She's crazy. It yeah. should not be that way. Yeah. No, you don't need to be talking badly about your spouse to anyone. But I mean, I think it's important to have friends and I have friends that I talk to about a wide range of things in my Mm -hmm. life and I have certain people that I call when I'm distressed when I'm upset whenever I'm discouraged you know you need people like that in Mm -hmm. your life but there shouldn't be anyone that I'm sharing more of myself with than you agreed now one of the barriers to couples being um close friends is that a lot of times and this is a generalization and I know somebody will say well in my marriage it's opposite but I would just say generally if there's going to be one person in the couple that will not open up and talk it's going to be the man mm. and I don't think that men understand how important it is that they talk to their wives because their wife wants that relationship with them yes and wants to communicate and have that um, bond that doesn't happen without communication. Right. And that closeness and the trust and security of that relationship. And if the man won't talk, she has to go talk to somebody else. Right. And, you know, the, the older I've gotten, the more women that I have encountered who for instance, have no clue what's happening at their husband's job. Mm -hmm. They have very little knowledge of what his typical day is like. Mm -hmm. They don't know what his stresses are or what's, you know, what's weighing on him. You know why? Because he doesn't doesn't talk about it. And I think that that is really a problem if you're trying to nurture and create intimacy and a deep connection in your marriage if you're not sharing any of these things with your spouse, and same goes for a woman who who won't talk, yeah. um, then you are setting you're, you're you're putting up a wall between the two of you, and you're not letting your spouse into your world and your experiences that you encounter on a daily basis. Yeah, and I want to say I'm right now putting up a wall between myself and the Dallas Cowboys ownership and management. I'm not going to let them hurt me anymore. <laughs> They will not hurt me. You're going to need counseling. I feel like I really do. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you're, you're, um, your average guy, or you know, maybe not your average guy, but 
a lot of guys I've met, they, you know, just don't talk. And um, if you're a guy listening to this, and there are a few yeah. that listen to this, if you're a guy listening to this, you say, you know, I'm not a talker. I can't, I'm not like that guy, Chad, who just seems to never be able to shut up. <laughs> not, but you know, it's really not true. You can get, when you get a guy talking about something he's interested in, he will talk and talk and talk. I've learned that about guys. If you just find the thing that they, that they are interested in, that they love, they'll, they'll talk. You just got to find it. And, uh. You know what we need to do as guys is just be more interested in our wives and in our mar- in our marriage. Yeah, ask each other questions. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you come in at the end of the day, say, "Well, what have you been doing today? What's your day been like?" You know, I mean, show some interest. Yeah, I've got I've got a good friend who uh, I think he occasionally listens to our podcast. His name is Ryan Bishop, and Ryan, uh, what I've one thing I've learned from Ryan is how to ask. Uh, questions that aren't questions a lawyer would ask you know and I think uh, I don't know if this is just my personality or something that you pick up when you're you know when you go for so many years and your job is to ask questions like to figure stuff out you ask questions in a certain way Ryan asks questions in a different way than I ask questions you know my questions are like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) but Ryan's questions are like this so, Melissa, here's how Ryan would ask you questions. He would say, let's just, let's just do this. Here's, here's an exercise in, in ma- marriage or whatever. Okay. All right. So, Melissa, what were your three favorite things about today? Hmm. That's a good question, right? That is a good question. You know, and that, that, that leads to, you know, I don't really care what your answer is, but that leads to, <laughs> I'm kidding, well, do you have time to tell us what your three favorite you things are? That, do you um, want to answer the question? I really don't want to answer the question. It's been kind of a hard day, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been a little rough. Had kind of a rough day. Hey, you didn't have to watch that cowboy game, though. <laughs> so stop feeling sorry for yourself. But what do you say to the men out there who say, I would feel like a total idiot asking that question? Sometimes you got to feel like an idiot. Yeah. You know, there, there are many times, and, I, and that is true, men are so cowardly. That there are many times where I've where I've actually had the thought, you know, when I show up at a nurse when I show up at the nursing home, you know, at three thirty on a Sunday, and nobody wants to have church, really. Uh, the staff don't care if we have church or not. And you show up and you're there and you're thinking, okay, well they scheduled us to come have church here. Nobody wants to have church here, so I just kind of, you know, if the piano players come. I just set a podium up and I just start singing at the top of my lungs. People are looking at me like I'm bonkers, you know. Like, why is the preacher from the First Baptist Church singing at the top of his lungs these old hymns while we're just talking and yapping away down here at the desk, you know? And it's because if you sing, you know, people wheel out and listen to you preach. Um, But yeah, you feel stupid. There's a lot of times where I feel stupid. Walking into a place, striking up a conversation, whatever it is. And men just don't, generally, and maybe women are that way too, don't like to get out of that where, where they feel like someone could laugh at them. Mm. And they think if, if, you know, if someone would laugh at them, they're totally humiliated. 
And I think you just kind of got to get over that. But that brings me to an important point that I wanted to mention about if you have a marriage where you aren't, um, your spouse isn't your closest friend because of a lack of communication, Mm -hmm. consider, um, consider the way you respond when your spouse tells you things. Mm -hmm. Because I think in some cases, men or women will not talk to their spouse about things because they know they will get too stressed out or they'll get too upset or they'll react in, in some way that's unpleasant. Mm -hmm. And therefore they would prefer to just not talk about anything because they don't want that reaction. So it's important when we're talking that we don't fly off the handle about things or we don't react too strongly (laughs) to anything that might make it unpleasant for your spouse to share things with you. Because we tend to um, shy away from things that are unpleasant and we go toward things that are pleasant, you know. So if someone in your relationship is shying away from talking, think about it and consider if maybe you aren't part of the problem with the way you're reacting to what they tell you. Mm-hmm. But I would say if a man says, well, I'd feel dumb, so, you know, I would feel dumb going in and, and asking my wife, you know, uh, what was your favorite thing about today? Because she might react and, and you, know, go off, you know, go off on me about how, you know, that's... Really, something for you to walk in here and ask me that question when you know I had the most miserable day, blah, 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 and then explode, you know. Yeah. But, but, but I imagine in most cases, if you approach it the right way and just sat down and said, hey, um, let, you know, I don't, I don't really know how to tell people to be normal, but because I don't feel like I am. Like the other <laughs> night, you know, I went to the Cracker Barrel, I was like, let's brainstorm, you know? <laughs> but like, you can just sit down and be like, what do we want to do this year? Like, what, 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 what are some things we want to change? And what would we like to, you know, you, you could just, like, for instance, like, I, one of my dreams for 2019, uh, which is a long standing dream of mine, uh, is to have new silverware, you know? Yeah. So you could talk about something like that. Like, wouldn't it be great if if all of our silver matched? Uh, wouldn't it be great if we did if the, if if our if we had a better solution for uh, the kind of the Tupperware type stuff that we have? You know, that's that's talk about whatever. Talk, I mean, talk about it. Yeah. Just talk about something. If it's on your mind, talk about it. That's how you grow close to someone. Yeah. You think about your best friends from when you were in elementary school. You talked about stupid stuff. Yeah, wrestling. And you enjoyed it. You're like, did y'all see Hulk Hogan Saturday night? The Hulk? The Hulkamaniac? <laughs> yeah. This is... we, we, we know a um, couple in our church who, the husband, he is a great communicator. I've got to hand it to him. But he wakes up every morning and he goes to his wife and he says, how can I help you today? Mm. that's how he starts out his day with his in his marriage you know is he's starting off the day showing his wife i'm thinking about you today you're my top priority in this day and i want to know if i can help you with anything that's good i mean that's brilliant yeah talk about uh, forming an intimate bond with someone if you know that you are living with someone who has got you on their mind first thing in the morning and is wanting to serve you i mean that's gold. Yeah. The first thing I do is use the bathroom. <laughs> I'm sure he uses the bathroom well, before he says yeah, that. I don't know. I've got to work on that. I've got to hold it for a minute. Go ask some questions. 
<laughs> but anyway. anyway, so um, we, we can kind of wrap this up. But, you know, um, make it your goal to have your spouse as your closest friend. Of course you should have other friends. We, we go over that in depth in the episode before this about how important it is that you don't isolate yourselves and not have other relationships. Right. But, you know, it's really important that you are sharing the most of yourself with your spouse and not with someone else, and especially in the realm of people of the opposite sex. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, we can we can save that for another episode. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Be best friends. It's okay. It's a good thing. Well, and it's so much... I mean, it's, it's the person you're going to wind up spending the most time with. Yeah. So and you're you, going to always be with your spouse. You have so many shared memories and experiences. Yeah. I mean, that is the perfect starting place. Yeah. If you don't know what to say, just walk up and say, do you remember that day? Yeah. And recall something, you know, a good day that you had. It's always a good place to start. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll be yep. back tomorrow. So make sure your wife... Or your husband is your best friend, just like us, that we just love to just ride around in the car together, <laughs> look at Christmas lights, whatever it takes. So, all right, we'll see you tomorrow on for episode number ninety. Yeah. So episode eighty nine, signing off. Bye. Bye bye.